Thanks. Well, good evening and Merry Christmas. It's good to see you here. All right, I see all kinds of Christmas tree colors out there. Great. Good to see you here in the, in the Lord's house tonight. Uh, we're glad that you're here, and I hope that we're online as well. And to greetings to all those online around the world. Uh, we do have folks that pop in in different countries too. So welcome, welkommen, as we would say in Germany. So anyway, it's great to be in the house of the Lord, to worship our risen Savior, and to celebrate what Christ has brought into our lives and in the world around us. The hope that we have in Jesus is tremendous. And we're hoping and praying that this night the Holy Spirit will touch all of our hearts. Uh, we've been sitting for a little bit, perhaps, and so I thought it'd be kind of nice if we just took a few minutes. Let's stand up, say hello to each other, wish each other Merry Christmas, and then we'll sing and celebrate the Lord. you're standing let's go ahead and sing some Christmas carols we have some folks out sick tonight so we need your voices more than ever so if you please want to sing your lungs out with us that would be awesome all right let's start with oh come all you faithful
of his love. Lord Jesus, thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Father, that you have provided a way, Father, to be with you forever. Thank you, Jesus, for just giving so sacrificially, giving your lives for us, and Lord, for showing us the way. And Lord, we just want to celebrate you today and every day. And we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Why don't you have a seat for just a moment here? We'll do some more singing. Um, we're so glad you've come out tonight. It is a very special night. Uh, we haven't had two services on a Sunday called Christmas Eve since 2017, so it seems strange. At our house, we were still thinking it just couldn't possibly be Sunday. It just feels so different. But we are so glad to be gathered together and to be seeing each other. And I haven't seen some of you in quite a while, and it's great to see you again. I know that many of you have traveled quite far. Some of you have been blessed by having time off work, and you're able to come to church, and that's wonderful. And we're so pleased that you're able to come, and we trust that the Holy Spirit will touch all of our hearts, that it's more than just a feeling. It's really a celebration of our Lord Jesus Christ from the bottom of our hearts. Um, the offering this evening will be for our missionaries, both and missions both domestically and overseas and it's all divided out equally and there'll be a couple of folks at the exit doors at the close of the service with offering plates if you'd like to donate to that they're always really glad to have received a gift like this it's it's really symbolic more than anything else um, that it says we're really thinking about you we're praying for you we care about you uh, sometimes it can get kind of lonely out there on the frontiers especially, and so we want to show them a symbol and a sign that we're thinking of them very near and dear. So uh, that's an opportunity for us to give. And for those of you that would like to give but can't tonight, uh, we'll keep that available for the next several weeks online and also here in church. So it's a, it's a real blessing for others, and we're glad to participate in their lives. Um, and then we'll have a candle lighting with the uh, close with Silent Night, and I'll give you all the details about that. And um, I don't think there are any other... Announcements except uh, eat plenty of good food, enjoy each other's company, and may the Lord touch all of our hearts, not just tonight, but every day and forever. That's the gift that Jesus Stay brings healthy. us. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, we've got another song. Um, let's just sit down and sing this one. How about that? Give you a minute. It came upon a midnight clear.
to invite the kids to come on up to meet me up here and it's not age dependent if you're feeling like a kid come on up and join me up here and uh, we're gonna have just a little time together so kids come on up give you a few minutes to make your way up yeah come on up Here we can come clear to the top. All right. Well, good to see you. So, what's the big deal tomorrow, in case I don't know? Christmas, okay. And who's the superstar of Christmas? Santa Claus, Claus, Jesus. Nobody said mom or dad. Okay, that's fine. Grandpa, grandma. Let me ask you a quick question. This is a little quiz. It's tricky. In fact, I don't know how many adults are going to be able to answer this one correctly. Everybody look here. Guys? Hello. We'll look at the patches later. Can you look at me? Whoop. Look, look, look. Come here. Right. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. I know it's not school, but you've got to do it. Okay. Now, quick question. Quick question. What part of a Christmas tree is the most important part. The bottom. The top, the bottom? The bottom. Anything on the tree? The star? The star? Candles. Candles? Wait, no. No, wait, no. Christmas ornaments? Lights. Lights. Any ideas out there? Yeah. The whole thing. I know that. Angels, if there's an angel on there. We got a drummer boy on ours. Tree. The Christmas ornaments? Okay. The the stand. Good. Somebody heard me ahead of time. Maybe. The most important part of a Christmas tree is the tree stand. Because if you don't have a tree stand, the tree won't stand. It goes flop over, right? Plus, the tree stand holds the water that keeps your tree alive. Now, if you have a fake tree, that's fine too, or an artificial tree, or a tree that looks real, that's great. I want one, but I'm not married to anybody that wants one, so um, I, I, uh, I go out and cut one every year. Yes, I will, now and forever. Okay, so <laughs> the, tree, the tree people love us. So here's the important parts, the tree stand. Now, for Christmas, without Jesus, it's like Christmas just falls over because Jesus is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. So when I said, who is the superstar, and one of you said, Jesus, guess what? That's the, like the stand that we stand on when we celebrate and sing our songs, and we pray, and we light candles, and we read our Bibles, and we come to church and worship God. All that is in the base with Jesus right there. He holds us up. Also, Jesus has the water of life, right? 
keeps us refreshed and alive in Jesus. And that's life now and forever and ever and ever, and that's a gift from God. So I want to pray with you this morning, or this evening, whatever time it is, and uh, too many cinnamon rolls and everything else. Have you guys had cinnamon rolls yet? No. Have you overeaten yet? I do. Have you had a lot of candy? No. No? I had a I've had too much. I've had too much. Did you too? Yeah. Oh, well, let's have more later, right? I had a All right. lot of candy. You had a lot of candy? Are you going to share? No? Oh, well, that's all right. All right. Yeah, you can share your toys. Well, you know what? You share your love, too. I know you do. All right, let's pray, all right? Dear God, thank you so much for Jesus. Lord, just like the Christmas tree stand is so important, or our Christmas trees fall over and they don't work. Lord, Jesus is what we stand on. Jesus is the foundation, the base of our faith. Jesus is the reason for Christmas, and we are so grateful that we know and love you and you love us. And thank you for every boy and girl here this evening. I pray, God, that they sleep well and that tomorrow all the joy of Christmas will be theirs to have and to enjoy. And thank you so very much for family. Thank you for moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas and cousins and nieces and nephews and all the family. Lord, whether they're with us or whether they're far away, whether we have a big family or a small family, Lord God, you love each and every one of us just the same. And that's all because of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Hey, head back oh, to your... No, 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 no. Oh, we're going to do a song together, aren't we? We are. Yes. These guys don't know it, but they're going to sing for us. You're part of tonight's service. How about that? Yeah. So you guys get to stand... Nancy and Katie, stand up. Yeah, let's all stand up. Yeah, let's, let's do that. And we can look out, yeah, huh? Can, I mean, these, these guys can just stay seated, I you guess. You can help us do it, too, right? Yeah, because we have motions. You guys know So Wayne. you guys need to be in you front guys know so we can major, see right? the motions, right? You don't know? Okay, they're not going to do motions, so it was the... All right, let's we'll just sing. If you know the motions, do them, but we're going to join them and celebrate. Way in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky, I look down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the Congratulations. Merry Christmas. Can I shake your hand? Merry Christmas.
Oh, shake your hand. Anyone want to shake my hand? Or you can give me five. You want to give me five? Five it is. All right, give me five, man. All right. Five. Oh, shake my hand. There's a five. All right. Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourselves very much. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. That was awesome. Good, good, good. Um, this, I'm going to just sing a quick little song for you guys. Um, it's called Noel. Um, and if you don't know, Noel the, means to be born. And not only are we celebrating that Jesus was born, but we want to celebrate how he's been born in our hearts. And if you haven't experienced the love of Jesus, and if he has not been born in your heart tonight, I, I just pray that uh, you would just be open. Just be open to listen to your heart and go. Love incarnate, love divine. Star and angel gave the sign. Bow to babe on bended knee. The savior of humanity. Unto us a child is born. He shall reign forevermore. No. of the 
Yeah, Jenny's uh, comment was perfectly right on. You know, Noel means he's born, and the song includes both the birth of Jesus and our birth in Jesus Christ, that we're born again, as John's gospel tells us when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. And that's been our prayer, that we enjoy that, we feel revived tonight, that we feel encouraged tonight, that this night is a special night, and we're here to give God uh, praise and glory. Um, it's also a time of imagination, isn't it? It's a time to celebrate the wonder of childhood. I don't know what memories you have, but I've got a lot of memories going back to Christmases in my home, uh, particularly when spaceships were so important in my life. You know, We used to have the light bulbs you screwed in, Remember that? Yeah, some of us remember the screwed-in light bulbs. Well, and they get real hot, too, don't they? But we had those all strung around our tree. How many of you ever put tinsel on your trees? How many of you saved your tinsel for the next year because you're crazy? Yeah, we did, too. Um, we did all those sorts of things. But I remember laying under the Christmas tree, looking up through the boughs and seeing all the lights and stuff, and then I would take a bulb or an ornament or something, and I would trace all the little light tracks. You know, that was my spaceship flying around. Um, we learn a lot of things as we grow up. I went from spaceships and other things to Jesus, and it just sort of transformed my life as I got older. I do wish that I had that childlike imagination, though, sometimes, you know, where you just take things so concretely, and your brain just goes, wow, it's so awesome. Um, Jesus, though, really is awesome. It's not an imaginary thing. It's not a, a dream. It's, it's the experience of God's love. And so tonight, in an imaginative way, I, I don't normally do this except on Good Friday. Uh, I usually, at a Good Friday service, I share a person in the Bible, Peter, somebody, in first person, as if I'm that person. And so I'd ask us to put on our imaginary uh, minds tonight and hearts. I'm going to share in first person uh, the innkeeper who gets uh, one little teeny line in Scripture but I'm going to try and be as historically accurate as I can be and have some fun with it and share the Christmas story with you in a different sort of way tonight. It's a, it's a fairly short message, but because uh, he doesn't have a big role to play, except there's no room, sorry, stable. But um, <laughs> I think we'll see that where it lies in the context of, this, of the account in Luke's gospel, we'll see how it really amplifies God's provision and care for that lovely young couple who will, if, if it was in the proper time zone, and it's truly right now, right here, uh, the baby would be born tomorrow at some point. I'd like to begin with a word of prayer, and then I'll start by reading a bit of Luke chapter 2. Then we'll take a break with the innkeeper, and then back to Luke chapter 2, finish the story with the shepherds. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come here tonight to enjoy you, to sing, to pray, to enjoy the decorations to recognize the foundation of our faith is Jesus. We thank you for the gifts, the food, the warmth, the fellowship. Lord God, we may be missing someone tonight. We ask, Lord God, that you bring comfort and encouragement to those. We ask, Lord God, too, that the joy of Christmas isn't some flash in the pan. It's not some quick in and out and done. It's not just a bunch of wrapping paper scattered all over the floor. It's love expressed and love enjoyed. And we thank you, God, that in Jesus Christ, we've got the love of our life with us and in us and through us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Luke writes, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius 
was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Well, good evening, everybody. I'm Jonathan, and I have been a very busy innkeeper here in Bethlehem. If you want to come and see us sometime, we're about five miles south of Jerusalem, and we hope that someday you'll get the experience of coming out to our quaint little village on the edge of nowhere. You might enjoy the olive groves. You might enjoy watching the shepherds herding their sheep around. And it's really a beautiful rolling country out in the middle of nowhere, really. If you want to get away from the hustle and bustle, come on out to Bethlehem. It's a wonderful place to visit. I was born here and lived here all of my life. And, you know, normally Bethlehem's a pretty sleepy place. You know, we get along, we do a, a little bit of business. My wife and I run the inn and we get some occasional guests and it makes ends meet. Occasionally we have to do some other work to help make some money. But generally speaking, God has been good to us and blessed us in so many ways. But lately, God has truly blessed us with the latest census that required all sorts of our relatives and friends and old neighbors, those that were born in Nazareth, to, or Bethlehem, to come back home to register for the census. And we have never been busier. We are crowded out. There is absolutely no room left in our inn. Now, in our little village, there really isn't an inn exactly. We're blessed because my dad, Joshua ben Yahudi, built the inn for a family of 14. A very large family, lots of brothers and sisters, and dad did really well, and he built this large house. And after things changed and a lot of us moved on, the house became the perfect opportunity to turn it into an inn and provide room for people to come and stay Otherwise, there really weren't that many places available. Most of the houses in town are maybe one or two bedrooms. And it wasn't that we gave everybody their own room. If there was a place on the floor at this time, we just squeezed them in. And that's how it was. And we were making good money, yes, but we've never been busier. Now, as I said, I hope you get to come to Bethlehem sometime. It's, it's really a wonderful place to relax, but it's also full of history and promise. It's where King David was born. We're widely known for this, that we are so pleased to be the birthplace of the most wonderful king and our, one of our heroes, David. And we celebrate that all the time. And we know that a lot of people come here to see where he was born. We also know that in the Bible, our place, Bethlehem, is promised to be the birthplace of a king, a coming king, the Messiah the Lord of lords and King of kings. And that's prophesied in our Bibles in Micah chapter 5, verse 2 for your Bibles. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you, out of our town, will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. This is not your normal king. 
This is not King Herod or Caesar. This king is a supernatural king, full of divine authority and power and presence. And we are so excited. Now, you may not know this, but we have a king right now, King Herod. Nobody likes him. He's not a nice guy. And he seems to have not only a big ego, but he also has a lot of anxiety about himself. He tries to tell everybody that he's the Messiah, that he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Right outside of town, he built the Herodian. The Herodian, where, where God made a flat spot, Herod built the mountain. And you know the Temple Mount with the flat, huge surface? That was Mount Moriah, where God built a mountain, Herod made a flat spot. Herod and God did not get along. And what's interesting, because our town is the promised town where the Messiah would come, Herod built a mausoleum, his death place that would be celebrated, he thought, for eternity to signify how important and significant and major he is in the kingdom's rule and reign. He built that right next to Bethlehem where the Messiah would be born. He wants people to think he's the Messiah. But I'll tell you, every baby born, we wonder. Every baby born, this could be it. This could be the one. We expect the baby to come, King of kings and Lord of lords, and who knows? Who knows even what tomorrow could bring? So welcome to my time and place. Lately, like I said, all of our rooms have been really, really full. Business is really, really good. My wife and I are working our fingers to the bone. My kids are running around trying to be helpful. Oh, excuse me for a second. You want, you want some towels? Well, there, you can get some more right down there in the closet. What? Oh, what? What do you need? Well, if you didn't make reservations already, I'm sorry. It's too late. We're full. Everybody's full up. No, no, no. We do not have a hot tub. I am so sorry. Oh, well, maybe you could try the Motel 6. They always leave the lights on for you. But the truth is, and sad to say, there is absolutely no room in town. It's not that we're closed. Everybody's closed. We're full up. And that, that really tore at our hearts that we couldn't accommodate this young couple that came to us that day. You see, the reason that we've been so busy is that Caesar Augustus, for the second time in the last six years, has asked for a census to be done. And it's all about taxes. Do you know anything about taxes? Do you, you have taxes too? Well, Caesar wants to know how many people are in his empire, and then he can charge the amount of money that he needs for whatever op, you know, obligations he has or dreams he has. And the tax collectors would run around and make sure that everybody paid up. It's a rather expensive time to be around. When a census is finished, you know the prices are going to go up. But that's why he did it, and he does it all the time. We've been two just recently, and it keeps going up and up and up. And I can't tell you that I can't tell you how when this rush is over, I want to take my wife down to the Mediterranean Sea, go to Caesarea Maritima, enjoy the aquatic waters down there and the little waves and the warmth and the cool winds that come through there and the water's so perfect. I can't wait to take her down there because that's really one of our favorite places to go. You gotta go there too sometime. Come with us. It's an exciting place to be. Well, just the other day, as I said, this young couple stopped by. She was really like, whoa, she is pregnant, really pregnant. And do you know they'd come all the way from Nazareth? Now, I know that you guys are out-of-towners, and you probably don't know what that means, 
But we're talking dirt roads and cobblestones and rocky paths. And that young couple traveled 90 miles to get there. And she is ready to deliver. And we felt so sorry for them. She looked miserable. She's tired, dusty, worn out. They come hopeful. Please, do you have room? And honestly, there's just no floor space. And for all I know, she's going to have a baby in the nighttime and all that. And I thought, what are we going to do? And in our part of the world, hospitality is huge. To not help people is just the worst thing you could possibly do. And we wanted, we, we wanted to help. And my wife and I, we racked our brain. We're like, what can we do? We have an obligation to help them. We know the odds are slim that they'll find any place to be. And then I thought of something the Lord put on our hearts. We have a manger. We have a stable. And there's probably room there. Maybe, maybe they could stay there because I don't want to be known as the end that if you don't have a shekel, you're out of luck. We're not greedy. We're not selfish. We're not uncaring. We're kind. We're loving. We're hospitable. We try. And if it's going to be a barn, a manger, a cave, a hut for the animals, whatever we have, we can use that. And when we thought about it, you know, it's really not so bad. It's warm. It's dry. Hay and straw and blankets for bedding. Our inn had outdoor plumbing anyway, so no harm there. It's all the same. We had privacy for them. If she was going to have her baby, nobody was going to maybe hear much about it, and they wouldn't be disturbed by anybody either. So it seemed to be a very private and good solution. And oddly enough, God had placed a very strange star right over our city, our little town. And it really lit up the ground. It was beautiful. And so they had a nightlight. And everything was just perfect. We were a little bit concerned at first about the Jerusalem Safety Council. We weren't, or Bethlehem Safety Council. We weren't sure what they would say. But, you know, they'll, they'll get over it. Maybe they'll never know about it. But... We're going to help this young couple. And the young couple felt so much better that they had some place to go, some place they could call home, even if it was a meager manger. And we wondered, what would happen to that young couple? Perhaps tomorrow. Maybe the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Messiah, who knows? I want to read the rest of Luke. Luke says that after the baby was born, there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you Good news of great joy that'll be for all the people, even for you and for me, all the people. For today in the town of David, Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. 
This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which was just as they'd been told. Many years ago, I've heard many, many uh, Christmas messages, and I'm sure you have too. But it's just as we've been told. I just want to encourage you, if you want to know more to the story, you want to know more about Jesus, there, the, there's all the evidence you need right there. Just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. It's powerful. You'll get to know Jesus. You'll get to know more about what he said and did and who he is. You'll get to know him personally. And I believe that when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or even just one, it's quick. It's not long reading. It's very interesting reading. It's God's word for us. I trust that the Holy Spirit will move and you'll experience God if you're willing to read it and a listening for God to speak to you. Not in an audible voice, maybe, but you'll have that experience if you allow yourself to really engage. Jesus has come with awe and wonder. The shepherds came immediately to find out if it was true. I hope that you'll find out that it's, it's true if you don't know already. Ask any question you want. I'm, I'm the pastor here. There's a congregation here. You may be traveling clear back across country, maybe back to Texas or back to wherever you've journeyed from, but I have email and I have a phone and I'm here for you. I'll give you, I'll give you a challenge. You can ask me any question you want and it won't bother me and you'll get a loving response. Challenge me. I've never, ever doubted the truth of God's Word because it's really solid. It's solid, historical, amazing, changed my life, changed many people's lives, really impacts us to the soul. Jesus said once, what good does it do to gain the whole world and forfeit your soul? And Jesus says, you don't need to forfeit anything. C.S. Lewis said, if you aim for heaven, you get earth and heaven thrown in. If you just aim for earth, you lose it all. Those are great words. And I just want to take a moment and pray. And if you are touched by the word, if you want to respond to Jesus tonight, I'll tell you how. Maybe you don't know how. Not, maybe you haven't been to church before. Maybe this is very weird. Maybe you're wondering, how do I get out of the pew? How do I escape? Where do I run? I hope you don't feel that way. I hope you feel very comfortable here. It's, it's just the presence of the Lord and, and a lot of love. But I'll lead us in prayer. And if there's something you want to tell the Lord, Maybe it's thank you, Jesus, for Christmas. Thank you, God, for being here with us. Thank you for saving me. Whatever it is, 
uh, let's pray, and I'll let that be your prayer, but I'm going to lead if somebody needs some help, okay? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you, God, that this Christmas I'm right here, right now, and so are you. Thankful for your Bible, Lord. That's your word to us. That the shepherds came to see what it was they'd been told. And they were told, don't be afraid. It's full of joy. It's full of love. It's full of wonder. Come and see. And I pray, God, now that you fill our hearts with your love, with the knowledge of Jesus, to know that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, that you raised him from the grave. That's what your word says. That we can have eternal life. That this life isn't all that there is. Reunions are coming. We thank you, Father, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. That's what your word says. You made this one. Nothing is impossible for you. And so, God, we come tonight on Christmas Eve to give you thanks for the birth of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. We trust you. We believe. You are truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, we're going to do, uh, or we're going to celebrate and experience Silent Night in a way that I just love. The Christ candle, I'm going to light that here. And you hopefully have your candles in your hand. If you don't, if you don't have a candle yet, would you let me know? Just raise your hand if you don't have a candle, if you're old enough and all. Okay. The way we're going to do this is we're going to turn down the house lights here pretty soon. And we'll have folks in the back come up and light the candles that we'll light the others from. So if you want to come on up now, that'd be great. What we want to tell you is when you light the candle next to you, let them tip their unlit candle to your lit candle. Because if you do it the other way around, wax is going to go all over their beautiful dress or whatever all else. So if you're lit, it stays up. If it's unlit, you're the one that tilts it. And then, of course, just be safe. Just be safe. And then when all the candles are lit, we're going to sing Silent Night together. And it's going to be beautiful. God's at work.
Let's all stand up. Take a moment and look around and enjoy what you see. The light of the world is Jesus, and to know Jesus is to be torchbearers, to bear the good news of great joy that unto us a Savior has been born, who is Christ the Lord. We are so grateful for his love and for his providing for us that we are forgiven and made right with him. If you're wondering if there is room in the inn for you, Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. God wants his house to be full. Everyone dearly loved. May God bless you. May the love of the Father and the sacrificial grace of our risen Savior and the wonderful living presence of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. And all of God's people could say, Amen. And a Merry Christmas to all of you. When we're, just one last bit before we go, and uh, if you want to stick around and visit, you're welcome to do that. We hope you do. Um, just blow out the candles, and then there's a box in the back, and then remember there's offering plates as well in the back. So God bless you. It's so good to see you. May the Lord enrich your life now and forever in Jesus. Amen. Thank you.